The Business on RT Radio 1 with AIB. We know that your focus is on your business. That's why ours is on supporting you. Well, first this morning, uh, lots of stories in the newspapers about that drop in the corporate corporation tax take for the Exchequer in October. Uh, the figures show that the, that the take was down quite sharply, down 45% in October compared to the same month last year. Now, November is the main month uh, when it comes to corporation tax receipts and that will be watched very closely. But the Irish Times is talking about coalition alarm at the uh, drop in the corporation tax take. And surprisingly, so far this year, uh, the take is down on last year at a time when it would have been expected uh, to have been up. So that's certainly one to watch and one that's giving some concern around the Cabinet table, it seems. Um, I'm joined by Michael Carey, uh, who is the new chairman of Enterprise Ireland. Michael, we're going to talk about enterprise, entrepreneurship and a lot of things around that and your own business background. But just on this corporation tax issue, what, what do you make of the... The, the speed of this drop, it seems to be falling a lot quicker uh, than people expected at a time when I suppose they expected it was going to be rising. Yeah, corporation tax uh, take from multinational uh, firms is a huge number, a massive number. It's increased dramatically over the last few years. And everybody has been speaking about the fact that some of it is windfall tax. And I understand the uh, the drop in October is uh, mostly associated with one international multinational firm uh, who had a post-COVID drop in income. Um, with a very large impact, a billion euro impact on uh, Ireland's corporation tax in October. Um, I think from from my perspective, from uh, Enterprise Ireland's perspective, I think it reinforces the need to have a, a successful indigenous Irish-owned business sector that can counterbalance the great success that foreign direct investment has brought to Ireland uh, and, and bring some stability to that corporation tax figure. So there may be an element of easy come, easy go sometimes about the benefits of foreign direct investment and it can change quickly and maybe that's an example of it. But it's not easy building an Irish enterprise sector. It's got to be built from the ground up. In, our, in this country, we've been doing it, you know, very strongly, really, since the, the 1990s. But it's a slow, difficult process. Uh, Irish business, uh, Irish-owned businesses have seen some great successes. And there's some great, great examples of um, Irish-owned, family-owned businesses that are, are really moving towards hundreds of millions of revenue, uh, billion euros of revenue, and becoming real global leaders. We just need more of them. We need more large-scale businesses in Ireland, Irish-owned businesses. We need to encourage that. We need to support that. We need to find a way to provide an environment where that sort of scaling can happen. And, if you, if and it you can take, happen. And there can be an awful lot more really large Irish-owned businesses. If uh, you take people who become entrepreneurs and they become successful, there is definitely a tendency, Michael, for, you know, when when a a large cheque is put on the table. Business people in Ireland very often do sell. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking them. I'd be very tempted myself if I got that far. Yep. But it is, it is an issue, isn't it? How, how do you encourage people to say, why not stick with it and, and turn it into a new Irish multinational? Yeah, it, it is an issue. And I think in many cases, the vast bulk of cases of Irish entrepreneurs who, who exit, who who make a decision to say the time is right to leave the casino and take their pile of chips with them um, when they have that opportunity, the vast bulk of those entrepreneurs go again. 
and they, they start again. They start something of scale again. Um, and that's not a bad thing. That's a very positive thing. It creates a, a, a bank of, of sources of funding and great expertise of starting and growing businesses. But if you want to um, create an environment or a culture where they yeah. stay on longer, mm. is one of the problems that maybe in something like tech, so you have an Irish tech startup, reach a certain scale, and the people know it, it's not going to become a new Facebook or a Google mm. or an Amazon or whatever it is, uh, unless it takes in a lot of extra additional capital and financing and that becomes you're, the trigger to sell. You're absolutely right. I think the issue is around funding, uh, around ensuring that there are, for the business owners, the entrepreneurs who want to continue on the journey, uh, who really see that opportunity, that scale of that opportunity, uh, to have funding options that don't mean they have to walk away. And, uh, and again, there are lots of examples of firms that have done that. Uh, and I think we need an environment where that's being encouraged. And the, the issue goes back, you're right, the issue goes back to the funding options. And if there are ways of doing it without having to sell out completely, uh, Irish businesses can become global leaders. There is also an issue when you talk about funding. One way of doing that and helping that environment is to have tax incentives. And in the run-up to the budget, there would have been a big push on for an improvement in tax incentives for people like angel investors who take a big risk by putting their money into a, a new startup company. But at a time of high inflation, at a time when a lot of people are struggling, others would say, well, hang on a minute. If they're angel investors, they already have some money to invest. Why do they need more, more tax breaks? I think the tax environment is important. Um, I think, again, the vast bulk of Irish uh, business people are driven by things other than the sort of tax they pay. They, they're driven by wanting to create something of real substance. But the environment for the tax environment is crucially important to allow businesses to grow. Um, uh, making choices about where those money, where that money is being invested, uh, is a, a big decision. And if the environment allows those decisions to lead to to investment in enterprise, creating jobs, creating livelihoods, building businesses and communities, um, all of those really positive things that business can bring to society, um, uh, then a tax environment that allows that decision to be taken rather than putting it into a, some some non, uh, something that doesn't make quite as big a social impact. Um, and those choices have to be made and tax is a part of that decision. As the new chairman of Enterprise Ireland, you were appointed in uh, September, just a few months ago. The fact that you're an entrepreneur yourself, that you have been involved in business, you've, you've had ups and downs and good days and bad days and tough days. Do you think that gives you a, an extra perspective on the job? Um, Yes, I do. I, I follow on from Terence O'Rourke, the previous chair, um, uh, who um, came from background of managing partner of KPMG. Uh, I come as the first um, client to take up this role um, from the client side. And I think Terence's shoes are big, big shoes to fill. He did an outstanding job over 10 years. I think coming in with a client perspective allows me to uh, really emphasise the need for uh, Enterprise Ireland to be totally client centric, to be focused on the, on the business leader, on the entrepreneur, on the on the business, to make sure that everything Enterprise Ireland does has a positive impact on the business that they're they're serving, that they're supporting. In your own um, business career, you were involved with Jacobs, Jacobs Fruitfield, and then you set up a brand new biscuit company in in Drogheda, East Coast Bakehouse, and. It was unusual because it was a startup company, but it was a big startup company. Yep. You know, you didn't start small, mm -hmm. you were going to start big and you were going to export a lot in the business plan to the UK. And 
am I right in saying you opened up practically the same month as Brexit came about? Yeah, that's right. Uh, myself and my wife, Alison, Alison Kowser, who you know, um, former investor on Dragon's Den. Uh, I've been married to a dragon for 25 years, I'm very proud to say. Um, uh, we started up the business in 2016, uh, June, the same month as the vote on Brexit. And that caused us to change our, our plans. It was a, a large scale startup. Uh, with the largest individual biscuit production line in Europe. Um, uh, Brexit uh, derailed us at the start. Uh, Covid slowed things down. Uh, the Two years ago, the inflationary impact of the Ukraine war had a, another disruption effect, a disruptive effect. Um, You've had a tough start there, Michael. It's been hard yeah, work. Yeah, it's been a real roller coaster, and there are real ups and downs. But I have to say... Uh, in in support of being in in enterprise and being a, an entrepreneur, um, the the worst day as a, an entrepreneur is better than the best day working for a big multinational. Uh, there are huge rewards and huge positive aspects to working with a team of people who can create something. And and today in East Coast Bakehouse, we've come through all that. Uh, we're now growing rapidly. Our revenues are running at an annual rate of about twenty five million. Uh, the operation in Drogheda uh, now employs 130 people. We've doubled staff in the last uh, in the last six months. And aside um, from doing all of that and being the new chair of Enterprise Ireland, you're on the you're chair of the housing executive as well. The housing agency. Or sorry, the housing agency. Mm-hmm. Um, how? How, how does that fit in with the entrepreneurial background? Not necessarily something that people yeah. would equate together. Yeah, I think I think there's an obligation on business people to contribute uh, to. Um, uh, wider needs other than just creating a business and I think the opportunity to chair state agencies and uh, state boards is a huge honour uh, it's a fantastic honour and, and being involved in the housing challenges are massive as everybody knows the, the, there is progress being made uh, there's a huge amount of effort a huge amount of focus on some fabulous people working within the housing sector to try and make progress. And the numbers are rising. They're not rising quickly enough. Is one of the real problems is capacity, problems capacity. We don't we don't seem to have enough people, enough skill sets to do it quickly. That's uh, a big, big, a big challenge is uh, the resources within the construction sector. Uh, Issues around cost, issues around planning. Uh, There's there's lots of barriers, but progress is being made and uh, being in a position to uh, be able to make a contribution in that area is a real honour. If there was one thing you'd like to do at Enterprise Ireland that when you're finished there, you could say, yeah, I helped to make that happen, what would it be? I think if we uh, got to a point where Irish indigenous industry was creating a balance with the great success of foreign direct investment, if we could probably double the corporation tax take uh, from uh, Irish-owned businesses uh, because we have so many more and, and more successful real global leaders um, providing that environment, uh, helping to provide that environment would be a, a hell of a legacy to leave behind. Well, the very best of luck with it, Michael Carey, Chairman of Enterprise Ireland and co-founder of East Coast Bakehouse. Thank you very much for joining us on the programme.